0: You're listening to The Womanpreneur Podcast. Empowerment in business and life. Welcome back to The Womanpreneur Podcast. My name is Melissa Motes, and I'm with my partner in crime, Amanda McEwen. Hello. And we have a very special guest with us today. This is
1: Michelle Morgan-DeVore. She is a Las Vegas entrepreneur, the owner of Morgan Specialties, and the founder of Dinosaur and Roses.
0: Lovely. Thank
1: you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us. We are very excited to learn more about what you do. Uh, we're we're t- overall theme that we're talking about today is going to be acts of kindness, which we definitely need more of in the Absolutely. world. Um, but we kind of want to know a little bit about your backstory and how you got to where you are now. Okay, my
2: pleasure. All right. absolutely my pleasure. (laughs) So, about 10 years ago, well, actually, I should probably back up to being a little girl. Okay. You know, might as well start from the beginning. Absolutely. Um, I was very fortunate that my father was a very big philanthropist, and uh, growing up, philanthropy and doing good things for people that didn't have enough was always a very important part of my upbringing. And uh, so long story, We now we can advance to adulthood. Uh, I've always done things, you know, that uh, donated things or tried to help, or I've always had a soft spot in my heart for people that maybe had less. And uh, when we had the recession in 2008 and everybody, we had the real estate bust and everybody was losing everything, um, somebody came to me and said, you know, we're trying to put together this little thrift store to maybe help people who are uh, less fortunate, you know, would you be interested in in doing And I'm like, wow, yeah, that sounds great. Well, let me just put this little thing together. And it turned out to be 35,000 square feet. Uh, (laughs) Just little thing, yes, (laughs) just tiny, (laughs) tiny. And uh, it started as, you know, people would come in and say, well, I only have 25 cents, can I have a pair of jeans? or I've lost everything and these are really nice people Mm -hmm. who have come in and say I've lost everything I don't know what to do Uh, they're not the people that you would expect to find you know we all have a vision of uh, homeless people and you know maybe there's mental disease associated with that or just you know some really bad luck but these are the really nice middle-class people who said I've just lost my job I've lost my house I've lost everything so we put together this program where uh, through based on referral service which is could be anything from help of Southern Nevada Nevada 211 the rape crisis center the, the problem gambling center or any uh, professional in this city can send a referral in and even the nice next door neighbor could say, hey, you know what? My neighbors just had a fire. They lost this, they lost that. And we will offer assistance to anyone who needs it.
1: Wow, that is so nice. Thank
2: you, thank you. We open our doors on Monday and Tuesday and we're located on Charleston uh, between Jones and Decatur. And on Mondays and Tuesdays, we open our doors for referrals and people come in and shop for free with dignity. They pick what they like, and uh, they can have you know whatever their needs are, and that's our program that we that that has plummeted over the last ten years, yeah. and it's just grown and grown and grown and grown, and we've helped thousands and thousands of people that we were able to uh, give assistance. That's so. gotta
0: feel so good.
2: It's it's really great. Um, I did something else that was called the Street Store, which some people might be familiar with, uh, where we opened up a store on the um, in the middle of downtown, and we just gave away tons and tons and tons of clothes to the homeless people that were not able to get you know become a part of our referral service. Wow. So we've done that, and um, I don't turn anyone away. That's the nice thing. I think that it's so difficult to get assistance in this town, Mm -hmm. and I've had so many people call me that say, uh, you know, we've tried to get on lists, and we went down to the city, and they say there's a a six-month-to-a-year waiting list for some assistance, and my kids are sleeping on the floor. Well, you know what? We bring everyone in that needs help, and we help them immediately. I can't tell you how many Saturdays or Sundays I've had to run down there because uh, a girl came in wrapped up only in a sheet and said that I ran away from an abusive situation and um, and this is all I have and we've gotten clothes and basic necessities together for her so um, in addition
0: to clothes and basic necessities. Do you guys have any, what's everything that you have in your 35,000 square feet? I mean, do you have things for for people's homes? I know you mentioned like people losing things in fires and stuff like that.
2: Well, okay, let me just back up and correct you. So that was the 35,000 square feet was how we started. Okay. Now we have moved our operation from there. And we actually have a warehouse that's 20,000 okay. square feet. <laughs> wow. And we have a store that's 8,000 square feet. Oh, my gosh. And the, that's the store that's on uh, Charleston. Okay, okay. okay. So that's, gotcha. the, that's the store. So I just want to, you know, I don't want Clarified. someone to come and clarify. Yet. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm all about you. being clear. No, man, I'm you glad. Know? I'm glad. Yeah. So uh, what we have in the store is a plethora of treasures. We have everything from brand new furniture that was donated to us from the World Market Center, which is like amazing things, to antiques. And it's become a real treasure trove. And then we have racks of clothes and shoes and books and electronics and everything that you would find in a thrift store, but a lot of things that you would find in a boutique also. So we also have a lot of wonderful boutique items and uh, brand new home decor that we've gotten. We've been really fortunate with our relationship with the world market and they, the vendors there love what we do. They think it's great. And then the community reaches out to us quite a bit. And, uh, you know, people have donated entire estates of their loved ones all the way down to just, you know, driving by, hey, let me bring these bags of things in.
0: It's really good to know about because um, I was sharing with Amanda before, um, we, we met with you today. And when I first started the voice actor studio our business, uh, I was trying to reach out and get involved and, and try to do, you know, as much community support and help as, as we could. And initially it started with it was around the holiday season and a group of us wanted to do some singing. Like we wanted to go and mm-hmm. carol and and just, you know, bring some holiday cheer and magic, just kind of old fashioned fun. Yeah. And I was reaching out to all kinds of different places and saying, you know, uh, we want to help. We, we, we want to help in different ways. And this was one of the ways that we came up with. Um, and I was telling Amanda I was having such a hard time finding places. I was doing so much Googling for Henderson and Las Vegas and um, different ways that we could donate our time and donate our help and donate, you know, in, in many ways. And I was telling Amanda I was surprised at how hard it was for me to find different places that I could just volunteer or help. And I I don't know if it was because the way I was doing the searches or, but I thought of, I tried to think of every possible way. Um, But what's your your thought on that with the different ways that people want to get involved in and help and what what advice you would give them being involved in, in what you've
2: been doing for so long? Well, I think it is difficult. And I think that part of the reason is a lot of the charities are this layer and layer and layer of, I don't want to use the word red tape, but procedure, let's call it. Yeah. And a lot of people, uh, like a a lot of the other agencies, I have the same thing. People come to me and they say, you know what? My kid has to do X amount of hours of community service, and they won't take him because of what he did, Mm -hmm. Or or you know what, I have a DUI and they won't take me, or someone comes and says... Uh, you know, I have some domestic violence, but I'm really not a violent person. This was a situation, mm-hmm. and they won't they won't have me. I think that a lot of the other charities, and, of course, I, I can't speak individually. I can only speak from my experience of what people tell me. They're so caught up in their rules and regulations that they just don't give anybody a break. Mm-hmm. For me and for what we do, we give everyone a chance because oh, everyone nice. deserves a second chance. Yes. You know, I don't think that the kid that stole a beer out of 7-Eleven is really a bad kid. I think... He made a a bad choice. Made a bad choice, and he was testing the limits, you know. I don't think that when two brothers... Uh, were fighting over another girl and they punched each other out. <laughs> and I don't think that they're bad brothers. I no. think that they just have a little anger management that needs to be dealt with. <laughs> the, the
0: hormones. The yeah, hormones we're talking. It, exactly. But
2: now that's a battery charge oh, and now geez. they're unacceptable. Yeah. So I, I think that that's part of the, 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 the bad criteria, let's say, that... People that wanna donate their time or need to do community service are doing it from the heart. Yeah, And there is such a shortage of from the heart. Uh, I know we, we really have a hard time getting volunteers that wanna come just for the greater good. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, a reflection of our society that we have now because you know, I, I, I just have so many feelings about the way the kids are being raised mm-hmm. and they're not teaching kindness in school. I I remember being a little girl and the teacher would say, everybody has to be kind to each other. And, you know, if you weren't kind, then, you know, you got to sit in the corner with the dunce cap on. <laughs> you know, that stuff doesn't exist anymore. I know.
0: Well, and kindness is
2: so important.
0: I mean, it's it's one of those things where, I don't know, Whenever I see anyone being unkind or um, being completely uh, stuck in their phone and and not, um, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Engaged with other people. Mm -hmm. Um, It's one of those things where it's like, just be present and and interact and say hello and, and smile and, you know, just be here in the moment, mm-hmm. cool. right. And that just comes to basic people skills that we're lacking now
1: because people don't communicate and they go through the store and they use the automated machines or if they right. do see a person, they don't know how to talk to them anymore. And when we're talking about acts of kindness, a lot of times it it doesn't have to be something that takes a lot of time or money. It could be as easy as just having a quick conversation with the person in front of you, right. make, saying something nice about them or just sometimes engaging because they're dealing with people coming through all the time. Like, I'm always really nice to the people at the DMV because I, I feel like they probably don't get a lot of nice people in their day because people don't want to be there and they're right. angry. Yeah, it's and always... it's not that person's fault. The person's just doing a job. So I'm always, I'm Melissa Mote's nice at the DMV, which is it's hard to be. <laughs> Apparently that's a big deal. You know, <laughs> Melissa is, is very much known for her kindness. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But it, I, I feel that is what's lacking is people don't know how to communicate communicate with each other, can't make eye contact. And it becomes this, everybody's so self-involved that they forget everybody else is going through stuff too. And you don't, you just don't know that how much that's just saying one nice thing, like your skin looks great. How could that change your entire day and and
0: the direction that you're going? Or something as simple as some old fashioned, uh, you know, manners, like opening the door for Mm -hmm. someone, or if you see someone dropping something, picking it up or helping someone load something into their car, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just, it, it doesn't. Take much effort or much time, but it's just again being really present in that moment. And I read an article recently um, that just kind of broke my heart a little bit. It said, um, "Don't worry so much about what everybody's thinking about. Do you? Because nobody's thinking about you anyway." <laughs> and that was that was pretty much the article. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I was I, I was like appalled and offended and, you know, awoken, awakened. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, way should I go with that word? Which one's the proper one?
1: Whichever one nice sounds that. good to you. You guys know
0: where I'm going with that. You do. Um, but I was thinking to myself, that's that's a, that's a terrible thought to think that everyone's mm-hmm. just thinking about themselves. Um, you know. It, so the whole, the gist of the article was, do you, uh, don't worry what other people think about you, which was kind of a nice message. But right. a, on the other <laughs> hand, it was like, <laughs> no one's thinking about you anyway.
2: Everybody's just self-absorbed now. Yeah. That's the word that I was going to say. Yeah. There mm-hmm. is is such a sense of people being self-absorbed and almost self-entitled where I am just too good to do something nice for someone else. I'll tell you what, I drove through the Coffee Bean about two weeks ago and the lady said, oh, the lady in front of you already... um, already paid a few. I almost had a heart attack on the spot. Yeah, I was like, what? Stuff? What? That stuff is so fun. I was like, that is really powerful. Yeah. You know, and I mean, my coffee was $3.18. It was just a regular little cup of coffee. And it really, like I wished I would have known who she was to say thank you or express something. But then there was such beauty in it because I couldn't go and find her and say, oh, thank you so much. And I bet
0: you talked about it all day. I talked about yeah. it all
2: day and I paid for the guy behind me. Oh, right. I love so, that. You um, paid it forward. I did. And I was like, because I, I wanted him to feel like what that felt mm-hmm. like, you know, for a total stranger to, to just engage that way and take the barrier of the car and really make my morning, you know, mm-hmm. it was like so nice. But I think also, uh, you know, going back to kids and parents are so busy just trying to make it. They are just yeah trying to make it that the, I don't know that there's enough emphasis being placed on do unto others, be kind, um, help someone, you know, there's, you know, the bullying thing. I think yeah. that people are so focused on the be safe at school don't bully don't do this they forget this. don't 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 but they forget do 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 set do. the
0: example yeah. to be
2: the role model exactly. to, to show this is how it's done
0: and not just talk about it every once in a while like oh yeah there's this thing called volunteering it's really nice yeah <laughs> it's for people who aren't busy <laughs>
2: well,
0: I
1: mean, that's what's kind of funny i mean that it's for people who aren't busy but even when i, I had a job job i i volunteered at the animal shelters in town and that's that was, even oh. if I could only go on Saturdays, that was always a big thing for me because so I, I, I have a lot of sympathy for animals and want to make sure they're I taken the care animals. of. And it was like, I have extra time. I can do yeah. this. Why why not do something that helps? And so, those are some of the best people that I ever met were the other volunteers there because, you know, yeah. they're they're taking time out of their day to go. And it's not, you're not just there playing with animals, like you're cleaning up after them and you're it's, it's work. But it's rewarding work, and some of the, the best days they had would have these clear the shelter days, and people would line up, and it was just we we would get to meet these people, and they would tell their stories about why they were and why they needed this animal in their life, and it, it, it was all over the place. But for somebody who's not a very social person like myself, I had I got a lot out of going to talk to other volunteers and just the people who were there, getting an animal that you know something bad happened in their family, and they. Wanted to bring some joy with this you know, little critter or whatever, but yeah, it, you know, the, it it just there there was something different in the people who were there, where because even if it's only a few hours, it's you're you're just giving yourself without really. And I know that people say there's no such thing as a selfless act because if you do nice things and you feel good about it, you're mm-hmm. still getting something out of it. Mm-hmm. But it was it was just that. It's like, look at all these people who are here just helping, just because they they want to do something right. nice, right. but. A lot of times I hear from other people, like, I, I would love to volunteer, but it would be too hard to see the animals or take care of the sick people or see you – know, yeah, there's all these there's reasons. There's all the but- I don't have any yeah. time. I don't have any money. And that's when I, I think it comes to those – little acts of kindness that were, if you don't, if you think you don't have the time or the money, there's still something that you can do.
2: You can smile at someone and buy them a Mm -hmm. cup of coffee because that was (laughs) really beyond for me. That was like, wow, this is really amazing. Mm -hmm. This is what, you know, what they talk about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I volunteer a lot of my time because of, you know, what I do with Mm -hmm. the charity um, and, you know, facilitate as many different programs as, as we do, we have another program where we um, send children to private school. We collect hmm. money for our scholarship program. And we collect children that are within 300% of the uh, poverty level. And we send them to private school. And these kids never Aww. dreamed of the opportunity <laughs> to go to private school. Right.
1: Wow. Because
2: yeah, these are our next leaders in yeah. Nevada. And these are, this is, you know, our future. So... You know, I'm, I'm involved with those programs. And then uh, we're coming up with a brand new program where uh, we are going to send little girls that want to uh, be a ballerina to uh, learn how to dance. Oh. Wow. So we're trying to encompass not only the people that are in the poverty level that are really need the basic necessities, but that little girl that just wants that dream mm-hmm. of I want to be a ballerina when I grow up. And then there she is, and she's going to get the chance to go. So we have a lot of different programs. So I'm always looking to see how we can better the our you know our future and and, and our little kids. But I think a lot of it has to do with um, starting at home. Yeah. And uh, you know, I I have to say the 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 children that I see a lot of. They're just not getting the direction that they need.
0: Yeah. And also, too, it seems like, I mean, more and more families, more and more kids, it seems, are growing up without a mom and a dad in the household. You know, I mean, it just seems like those numbers are, you know, getting... Going up and up and up, where there are more kids, more single parents, you know, right. raising kids, and um, I think that's really hard too, because you know you've got single mom, single dad working really hard, trying to do everything that they can do, but the time—it's mm-hmm. that time that the one thing that the the kid needs is that that time and and and. Support and that example shown, and it's it's not necessarily that the parent doesn't want to do that. It's just they're they're doing they're doing their best to try to provide and do Mm -hmm. other things. So a lot of times, even if it's a two parent family, whatever those two
1: parents might be, Mm -hmm. it's so hard for people to make a living that both parents are out working and the kids are left. That's why I'm always grateful that my mom she didn't go to work. She Mm -hmm. stayed home, took care of us when we were, in you know, until she and my father got divorced. But that all those early years until I was eight, I think, or, or a little bit older, she was there with us. So mm-hmm. we, we didn't have babysitters. We weren't put into daycare. That's if that's we good. had somebody babysitting us, it was a family member. We grew up with that. And I, I think it makes a huge, huge difference just in not to say that there's anything wrong with if you're working and you can't so. do yeah. that. Uh, not, I you know, a lot of women want to keep their careers and choices are, are perfectly fine, but I'm, I'm very glad that I had my mom home, yeah. you know, to set that yeah. example. And both parents, they, they just encouraged us to do good was basically all it was. Yeah, it right. was not this specific expectation. You have to get straight A's. You have to do this, mm-hmm. just do your best. Yeah. Right. And by doing our best, we wanted to get straight A's and do all those things. And it wasn't, there was no reward other than, being better people, which
0: is, is a pretty good rewarded. reward. Yeah. <laughs> you did your best, and yeah. that's a that's a beautiful thing. You triggered a thought that I wanted to touch on, um, as far as you know, just with like, for example, the ballerinas helping mm. you know little girls mm. who want to dance. Um, I I would definitely recommend to our listeners and viewers, um, you know, giving of yourself in a way of if you have a business um, or you have a special skill um, or just some time to give. Uh, one of my favorite things to do to try to help is uh, our studio is give experiences. So wow. we've had um, the Nevada Blind Children's Association oh, wow. here. We had a bunch of really just awesome, fun, talented kids who came in. Um, we've also worked with autistic children. That These are kids who have been so curious about voiceover and so curious about, you know, doing an animated cartoon voice or just having the experience of recording their voice and having some fun, um, it, it's really a really just empowering and enlightening experience to see what they get to do through their eyes and just kind of experience it with them. and. Um, I remember when we were doing these these like field trips, if you would. Everyone was thanking us for the experience, and I felt kind of guilty because I felt like I was the person who was given the gift, <laughs> nice. you know. Yeah. And I had such a great time sharing. Our space and what we do, um, and they learned something. They felt inspired and, and full when they left. So, if you have a business or you have something that might make for a really fun field trip or a fun experience or fun opportunity, I encourage you to, you know, open up uh, your heart and your time and, and invite people because um, it's just it. You'll be surprised. It's it's a gift for everyone involved. I think.
2: Yeah. So. No. That's that's great. Uh, we also love to bring in kids and do, like, a done-in-a-day project. We give them a big um, job to do, what, you know, whether it's a paint job or that they all get in, or a big sorting job. Oh, and that's fun. We've had a, a couple of school kids. We, we've had, like, Chaparral High School come in, and uh, the UNLV has a great program where they do volunteer uh, like in the fall and in the spring. And they sent us like 30 volunteers to help clean up our warehouse. Wow. So I understand what you're saying about opening up. And they are just so fun. And it's so wonderful to have that fresh energy. It's
0: infectious. It is
2: very infectious. Yeah. Everyone just kind of, it, it just goes all around.
0: Everybody's just yeah. like lighting up. And,
2: <laughs> and you know, I remember when they came to the warehouse, like when we were almost done. They were, uh, they started like to to do a break dance, you know, (laughs) and I was like, wow, that is really fresh to see that. It's really, really nice. I
0: love it. I love it. Yeah, it's great. Wow. I'm feeling inspired right now. You
1: know, one of the things you had said was you let them shop with dignity at your Mm -hmm. store. And that's. A a thing that I think goes a long way is that we forget, not we, but in, in general, sometimes people forget that these people who are struggling, it might not be as extreme as homelessness, and it might not be the result of poor choices when the economy went down. It it just affected everybody, and so yeah. it's that that judgment that comes with it sometimes, mm-hmm. or the embarrassment some people have. They don't want to ask for help and think right. ah, I I need a little bit of extra help here. Um, or have either of you watched the Kindness Diaries on Netflix? Yes. Oh. The you the thing. <laughs> Sounds like so, something I need to see. Yes, there's this guy. His name is Leon Logothetis. And he travels. There's two seasons now. And he travels around the world with no money. And he has to rely on the kindness of strangers for places to stay, for food, for all of that. He has a beat-up car that he drives each season. and But what, what happens almost every time is the people who have the least who end up giving the most. Mm-hmm. There was one episode. I mean, th- there was a guy who... Because he's basically, he's just out there asking people, you know, can I stay with you tonight? Can I? Can you help me buy this meal? And there was a, a guy who didn't have a place to live at the time. He was homeless. He opened up a spot in his area for mm-hmm. Leon to go. And it, he ends up giving back, of course, at the end. Right, so it's one cool. of those. But that's yeah. the fun, the fun when,
0: reveal at the end is yeah. in each episode. <laughs> so he'll find a way that he can... Very greatly help that person mm-hmm. who really had so little, who gave so much, yes. to to repay the kindness like tenfold. And I mean, I I cry. Uh-huh. I watch I watch uh-huh. that show, and I'm like, I can't wait to see what's gonna happen. I, when, uh, there's somebody
1: I met here at, at a film event, and he told me about it. He's friends with a guy, and he's just like, you need to watch this. And I, I, I binge watched the first season. I think in one day or something yeah. like okay. that. But well it was I know so what good. I'm gonna do this weekend. <laughs> so <laughs> so you're gonna love it. You're gonna love <laughs> it and i have recommended this to other people because and they're short episodes i think yeah. they're 30 minutes or less mm-hmm. but it makes it just makes you feel good because yeah. there's somebody out there and he's showing you the, the good sides in humanity that not everybody has turned bad and selfish and there are people yeah. who are willing to to help and sometimes it may, maybe somebody just needs to ask
2: right <laughs> but- well you know you said we talk about dignity which is something that most people that have you know, the more you have, the more dignity you may feel you mm-hmm. have. But when your time comes that you've either lost everything or you've lost a piece of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I even I've had professional people who were sent to prison and then they come out and they're somebody else mm-hmm. and they have lost now. They They've lost, oh, I used to be a CPA or I used to be an attorney or I used mm-hmm. to be this or I used to be that. And Then I went to prison, and now I have just these these shoes and these sneakers, and I'm going to need mm-hmm. some help. Uh, I think it's um, it's it's almost self like you 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 lose so much of yourself that when you're able to. Gain some control, like say, okay, you know what? You shop and you get whatever you need, rather than me saying, "Well, here's a bag of stuff. Take it. Right. You, know, you don't like mm-hmm. it? Too bad." You right? Know? Yeah.
1: Um,
2: and you're able to make these choices again for yourself or your family, and th- have the little kids come and pick what they want. It's it's, it's such a self-esteem builder yeah. because you know you've you've really gone. Mm-hmm really down the ladder on the emotional scale of you know coming especially coming from this place and going down and down and down and oh man Mm -hmm. and then you're finally asking for help where maybe you would not have been that person to ask for help so i think that dignity in getting something is really really important Mm -hmm. so that the person is not feeling like oh this is a handout yeah um, it really helps build their esteem and it maybe gives them a feeling that there are good people in the world mm-hmm. and there are places where you can go to get help and it's not a, a crime or a shame and mm-hmm. and i think it does also takes the shame away from it right. so yeah i think that that's an important part
0: you're helping people rebuild
2: you know I rebuild know. from
0: inside out outside in i mean it's it's all the it's all encompassing so mm-hmm. i mean what a gift But I I do have to ask, why Dinosaurs and Roses? Okay, that's a
1: a fantastic name. Okay. I I, I need to know why. Okay,
2: (laughs) so when we started this little program, we were looking for the perfect name, you Mm -hmm. know, you know, junk in the desert uh, (laughs) uh, stuff. Reuse, repurpose was done again. So I came up with uh, dinosaurs because we take the dinosaurs that live in your closet Mm. and your Uh attic and underneath your bed and in your cupboards Mm -hmm. and all those places that we hide those dinosaurs and we turn them into roses waiting to be picked by someone else. I had a feeling it was going to be a good story. Uh, oh, I love that. Yeah, so it, it's just it's just something that's catchy. Yes, and that people I mean, So many people "Oh, Guns and Roses, uh, Dinosaurs and Dragons." Uh, you know, all those all those names that that you know that have been put together yes. as uh, rock bands. Yes. Oh yeah, that place. That place. But they get it, Dinosaurs you know? and roses. They get it. Yeah. yeah. And, and if they, enough. they yelp us or they try to find us, oh yeah, that's the one. I love it.
1: Well, it's a memorable name too.
0: Yeah. yeah. I like the visual that just popped in my mind when, when I heard dinosaurs and roses. It's just real cartoony and happy and, <laughs> and just, I don't know, just, I wish I could describe the visual for you, but it's, it's really nice. Well, you know, our logo <laughs>
2: is, is that dinosaur holding a rose. Yeah. And um, and I know you had mentioned in the email that you sent me that you loved my tagline, Touching One Life at a Time. Yes, mm-hmm. I do. And um, I think we have two taglines. Our so tagline for the store says, nothing is extinct until we say it is. I like so that, too. That's, that's good a, branding. That's, huh. that's, that's,
0: that's good. It's like i you know, know the advertising
2: business. Wow. You know some things. <laughs> I know, you know some, some things about the advertising. <laughs> I love it. But uh, So the first thing is, nothing is extinct until we say it is. Because, literally, you can find a way to repurpose and reuse just about anything. Anything, yeah. You know, and
0: when you're when you have nothing, it's like it's just it'll it'll it's a game changer.
2: Exactly. You know, when uh, I have a little granddaughter. And uh, one of the best toys that I have is the roll of the empty roll of the paper towel. Yeah. Oh, I, those are great. I fights. In boxes we, we, that we, things come in. Do that, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. uh, I punch little holes in it make make a little flute, or I sing a song out of so it. So cute. So I have, being in this business, I've used, like, my creative energy mm-hmm. to sort of think, how could I repurpose, you know, that paper cup or those dried flowers or, you know, how can I how can I redo that? Or what can we do with it? And I like to give some ideas to people, yeah. you know, when they come in and they see, you know, some old shelf or well, what is that old shelf can do? Well, you could sand it and you can paint it and you can, you know, do different things. But uh, getting back to what I was saying before, our touching one life at a time logo is really, um, I always use the example that you know, there's nothing wrong with donating, you know, sending a check to one of the associations or the cancer groups or. Right. But you just send a check in and then you wonder, where is my $10 or where is my $100 or where's my $1,000 going? Yeah. For us, you can come in and see that shirt that you donated last week on a Monday is probably going to be given away to someone who really, really needs it. Oh, and we're that. just, you can donate and then we can touch one life with it. Mm. And that's really all that matters is that at the end of the day, there's a difference. You know, you don't have to wonder where, you know, where's all this money going and right. you know, who's getting an executive salary of $693,000. Yeah. know we don't have any of that. Yeah, it's right. very plain and simple and, very transparent you're going to give us something we're going to make sure that it gets reused to someone who needs it a couple thoughts popped into my
0: head when you were just sharing all that and one thing is uh you know really don't ever overlook anything that you have at home that you might think is worthless that you might not have a use for anymore or need and think, uh, you know, I I don't know what I'm going to do this. Nobody's going to want this Hmm. piece of junk or whatever. I'm just going to throw it away. It just goes to show you, you know, like you said, all of the thought and creativity and ideas that go into what can I do with this? How could this be repurposed or how could this be used? Um, don't, don't decide that your stuff is worthless, (laughs) you know, take it to someone, you know, take it to you and, and let you pay it forward and, and help someone, you know, you'll come up with an idea for them right, or absolutely. someone will know when they see it. Oh my goodness, I needed that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a thought. But. My stepmom has
1: that ability. She goes and finds the at thrift stores pieces of furniture yeah. mm-hmm. and she will take her time and sand it and stain it and make it something that started as what seems like maybe mm-hmm. just an eyesore and make it into something very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And there's craft, I, I envy crafty people like that because I see it in my head sometimes, but I never make the time for those
2: projects. Yeah, it's hard.
1: You never know, because there are people who can take something that might not be of use to you, Mm -hmm. but it could could make a big difference to them. And also, you're saying it one person at a time. That one person that you do something nice for, chances are, and I, I hope this is true for the most part, but... That sticks with somebody, and then they mm-hmm. want to do that for somebody else when they have right. the opportunity later. And so it is that idea of paying it forward. And mm-hmm. I think if more of us were doing that and saying, and again, and not just writing a check and not not necessarily just spending the time, just but but really doing something, even if it impacts one person, that that impact can have a far reach. You could, you could turn the trajectory of somebody's life around. Absolutely. Like you're talking about these kids that get to go to private school. I mm-hmm. mean, that, that could be a huge game changer for them, that level of education that's going to turn their lives around from maybe being a bit of a struggle to now, I know how to do more things, or I have the, the knowledge. And now there are different opportunities that become available because they got to go to a different school. Well, and
2: they also get to have accelerated programs mm-hmm. and be exposed to other things that they probably, you know, everybody's uh, just trying to survive, mm-hmm. and this is taking survival up to the next level, where you're saying, okay, you know, I know at home things might be rough, and you might not have all the things that everyone else has, but what you're going to have is an education. There was mm-hmm. that the the old um, saying, you can teach the guy to fish or you can <laughs> yeah. give him a fish or teach him a fish. Yeah, feed him for a day <laughs> yeah. or teach him so he can feed himself for a lifetime. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that that's the the important lesson with good education mm-hmm. is just being able to ex- expand the mind and, and expand the experience.
0: And also think about, too, that those kids – who are being helped that you know they they will grow into being leaders and they will grow into you know doing great things and helping other people they're gonna remember right. that someone else is giving spirit and time uh was that gift that was given to them, they're gonna pay it forward. You just know they will. I know
2: that they will. I I know from the letters that I get Mm -hmm. and I they send me their like report cards and they send me (sighs) little pictures in their school uniforms and it's so rewarding. That's the part that, you know, when I get the mail after you shove the bills aside and you see, you know, little Johnny or little Mary with their their school uniform, and their uh, I've gotten so many wonderful hand-drawn pictures, you know, thanking me for uh, being a part of this program yeah. where they, they get the opportunity. That becomes uh, really rewarding, and that's, like, what I love about it. And I even love, uh, y- y- you know, we have had several uh, Holocaust survivors mm. that have come, that uh, came from some of the agencies in town, Uh, And these are very old people that, you know, a lot of them had experiments done to them and couldn't have children. And now here they are, they're 80s, 90s, they're in their seniors, and they have nothing. Mm. And just, you know, we we talk a lot about the children, but we also don't realize how many seniors that are out there that... uh, getting old and maybe they've gone through all their money or they have no family, no children, or their spouses have passed on. Uh, there are so many people out there in so many different categories that need help. That's, again, part of our touching one life at a time. You
0: just don't... You really don't know what people are going through. And that's one thing that popped in my head is just um, judging, you know, judging people as far as, uh, you know, you just don't know what someone's life experience is or or if they've gone through a really hard time or if they're going through a really hard time. And just always being kind comes Mm -hmm. back to the kindness and always... um, looking outside of yourself and looking at other people and sometimes just doing your best to anticipate someone else's need. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's being so aware of someone else, even a stranger and observing that, you know, they need shoes or observing that they could be hungry, um, things like that. And, and seeing what you can do something so small can, can be so big, but um, you just never know what people are going through.
2: Why do you think, because I mean, I obviously have my own theories, but why do you think being kind is lost its art?
0: Oh, that's <laughs> such a tough one. I, 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 I. It's such a good conversation. You know, I think part of it might be just uh, people. Maybe there's like a a, a rumor that people want to believe that. Kindness doesn't exist anymore, so they decide that they're not going to participate mm-hmm. either, you know? I mean, I know that's kind of a wild thing to say, but um, I don't know. I mean, I, I want to believe that there's a lot of kindness out there. I do see a lot of kindness out there. Um, but, I mean, I think people a lot of times are they're they're coming from a place of lack, and maybe they don't even realize how good they have it, you know, mm-hmm. or... Um, they're scared, or they're uh, struggling with their own self-esteem, or their own personal issues. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm 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 thinking about so many different variables here. What do you What do you think? I think there's a lack of awareness that people have, and again, be, because everything
1: is so internal now, mm-hmm. and it's difficult for people to see outside of themselves because we we tend to project our own thoughts and feelings onto other people instead of seeing. Okay, just you know, how many times do you you put on a a little facade and you're going through something inside, but outside you're smiling, Mm. but people forget. Just because somebody appears to be okay, it doesn't mean that they are. And I think people also don't realize how much of an impact, like that article that you read that says nobody's thinking about you. And and that's the thing is nobody else is thinking about the other people and, one everything can make an impact. Like that that encounter with the kind person that you had a two minute conversation with and never saw again. Mm-hmm. That could have changed the whole day for you and changed your whole mood. Or somebody else could have said something kind and that made you you know maybe something you were insecure about and it just shifted everything around. But our words and actions have so much effect on other people that a lot of times we aren't even aware of because it could be that person that you don't even know who bought you a cup of coffee. And that you'll never know who that person was, but their actions had an effect on you. Mm-hmm. And that works positive and, and negative. As you were talking, I,
0: ha- I have I have prepared another answer okay. that I would like to <laughs> I would like to say. To okay. you no, it was, it was a genuine question, and I was like, "That's deep. That's, okay. You're going deep on me. I have so many thoughts going through my head." But another thing that I would like to encourage our fans uh, to to do stop watching the news (laughs) because honestly, it's, 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 it creates so much anxiety and so much fear and it's a lot of opinions and a lot of spinning and a lot of things that in my opinion are just going all over the place. And I'm not even going, like, toward politics or any mm-hmm. of that. I'm just saying, in general, I used to tell my husband all the time, I wish that we could start a network called the Good News Network, so that when you turn <laughs> on the news, it's just like, this cat was rescued today, you know, or, <laughs> you know, this person got an A-plus on their spelling bee or spelling test today, and, you know, just all kinds of
2: great news. Or that's a great idea. Know, Thank you. Thank you. Maybe we'll I do think, that. I think that we should do a Good News show or something. Yeah,
0: that would be really fun. Just all good news, everything all good news, because when you're watching the news, oh my gosh, I stopped watching the news. Um, it's been, well, ever since 9-11. I just, mm-hmm. after that, I stopped watching the news. I was like, not that I'm, I don't want to be informed, but I just don't want to be inundated with all of that. And people ask me a lot, a lot of times, why are you so happy all the time? And I say, I don't watch the news. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's one thing. But, um, and that's the other thing that that was triggered as you girls were talking, was um, the whole thing about kindness. I think when, if you you are watching and engaging in a lot of material that uh, will heighten your anxiety and heighten your fear, or you spin things out of control in your mind. Um, you kind of get lost in that, and it puts people in a really bad mood or makes people feel uh, come from a real negative thought process. Uh, versus, if you are always thinking good things and wishing the best for other people. And you're putting yourself around other people who have a higher vibration and mm-hmm. are also paying it forward and doing good things. That goes back to what you said, Amanda, um, where you said when you are volunteering and you're with other people who are volunteering, it's just like this whole energy, this whole vibe, yeah. you know, it's because those people are of that same mindset.
1: Well, and it's it's funny it's I'm so trying to gather my thought here for a second but yeah. one thing is a lot, a lot of this sounds, you know, like we're, we're hoping that humanity is, is still alive and that the good mm-hmm. things are going to come. And here in Las Vegas, our community really came together a couple years ago yes, when the October 1 shooting happened. That was the first time in all of the years that I've lived in Las Vegas that I felt there was an actual community here. And that kind of it gave me a, a, a different sense of hope for this place and hopefully other places. Because when that happened, every, it's like then suddenly, because it hit so, I mean, it was home, yes. and so many people were affected. And then they were willing to take action and they, you know, the blood drives and stuff, they had to turn people away because they, they had more than they knew what to do with. And so many people at that point realized, okay, this is a tragedy. Now we need to band together and, and do things to help those who were affected by it. And now the, the hope I think ongoing is that people don't forget that. And yeah. it doesn't have to be such a huge tragedy to encourage people to to do nice things and to help others because mm-hmm. people are always going through stuff like that.
0: I wonder too if just people don't know what to do and yeah. how they can help. Mm-hmm. I think that there are a lot of really good people who, if someone asked someone for help, they would help. But. It's uh, and I've heard a lot of people saying, I want to help, I want to do something, I'm just not sure what to do or I, I don't know how I can how I can help. So I think uh, that's something that t- what we're talking about today, I mean we're, we're touching on so many different yeah. ways to help. Hopefully we're um, sparking some uh, you know inspiration and, and some um, I don't know
2: just, uh, Positive ideas. Positive to ideas. To Thank move you. Forward. Yes, yeah, exactly. It, I think that uh, what one great thing would be to, uh, if we could get a program in the schools going where they call it kindness day or something mm-hmm. and everyone has to maybe do a kindness and then do a report on it. You know, I think if it's, if it's something that is more instilled, uh, that it becomes a very natural thing. Yeah, You know, mm-hmm. they say in tw- if you do something for 21 days, it becomes a piece of you. Just like it's if you don't go to the gym and all of a sudden after that 21st day, okay, I've got to go to the gym tomorrow, day 22. Yeah. You know, it becomes uh, uh, who you are. And I think that if everyone maybe took a moment to just do some kind of kindness, wave yeah. at someone. I mean, when you're driving, you call, hey, you <laughs> yeah. know, um, yeah. I, I think maybe it might become infectious. It
0: is. I, I agree with you completely. And I want to challenge our viewers and our listeners and say, uh, what was your act of kindness that you did today? And it's not too late. So <laughs> if you haven't thought of one, you know, smile at someone. Um, high five someone. Yeah, there you go. Amanda loves it when we high five. It's her favorite <laughs> thing. Um, you know, just a compliment, a nice, uh, a nice, couple of words goes a long way words go a really long way they really go a long
2: way yeah so it's true because you you know when someone says something that's unkind to you how that stays with you for Mm -hmm. so long and you know so many people find it okay to say hurtful things where it's Mm -hmm. just so not okay to to do that to someone else to inflict their headspace by saying something that's that's not kind yeah so I, th- I just think it's really important I know I try to even if I'm not doing something kind for someone I always like to think a positive thought because you know they say energy follows thought
0: mm-hmm. and if
2: you can just put some positive energy out there you know I think that if we all were able to at least cut the negativity a little bit uh, we might be much better Absolutely, let's dilute it.
1: All right, exactly. I'm in. I'm in. So where where can people find you? Here's here's where we're gonna, we're going to let you just pitch yourself. Okay, your social here we media are. And websites, websites and all okay. the good, good stuff. Get get ready. Pay attention, everyone. <laughs> okay,
2: so you can find us at www with an s and a n d roses uh, So that's our website. We can find out about our programs. Uh, you can come to 5220 West Charleston. That's between Charleston. On Charleston, between uh, Jones and Decatur, right next door to the Burger King in case you're hungry. <laughs> you need a little snacky, some fries. can okay, buy somebody some,
0: some fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drive
2: through, buy someone some fries. There you go. Um, and uh, you can reach us at 702-277-3752. You can ask for Michelle and uh, tell them that you saw me on this fantastic fantastic podcast. Yes, the Womanpreneur Podcast. And I'll tell you what, if you mention it, I'm gonna give you a 50% discount on oh. anything across the board wow. in the store. <laughs> Anytime, six days a week that we're open. Um, if you come and say you saw me, just say, yeah, Michelle in the red jacket. Everybody knows me. I love red. I have a red car, red shoes, red purse, red everything. So um, if, you, if you just say, yeah, she was wearing red, that girl that wears red all the time or that drives that red car, um, I will give you 50% off of everything that you want. Wow. Um, so that could be incentive. And if you don't love thrifting and you don't love to be uh, to that that kind of stuff and you, you want everything brand new, go out and buy a whole bunch of brand new stuff and donate it. <laughs> or buy a brand, bunch of brand new stuff and clean out your closet and your cupboard and your garage and your attic and donate that stuff. So therefore, it, it just kind of goes in the great I cycle. I have
0: options. Lots and lots of options. Well, yes. you truly are a generous spirit and just a lovely lovely human being and i'm so so happy we got to meet you and talk with you and
2: share today well thank you and thank you so much for having me and i wish you guys the most amazing success with this and get the word out there
1: thank you thank you so
2: much thank you thanks
0: for tuning into the woman for newer podcast until next time you've got this